is, I guess this doesn't really uh, pertain to anything anymore, but uh, Jose Ramirez has a fractured Hamite bone in his hand. So nice. it's actually good that you dropped him. Yes. Vindication. That was a uh, 100% calculated. I mean. He was terrible for <laughs> He was time. legit garbage, and I kept hanging on to him because he was. Right. Uh, I drafted him third, and he was my first guy to draft. Yeah, but and then and then you did you did I dropped him like right after the All Star break. I didn't think you could drop. No, I dropped him. Uh, I was trying to trade him for the uh -huh. longest time. You didn't try to trade him to me. I would have taken him, but I guess okay. I would have been really sad now because he, yeah. now he has a broken hand. My bone. Anyway, also nobody would have taken him because he was so bad. Welcome to our baseball podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we are. How about? And I'm Jared. And I'm Kevin. Uh, and we take turns each episode uh picking movies for the other person to watch mm -hmm. and that's the premise of the show yeah but on jose ramirez i tried to trade him mm -hmm. uh only to a couple of people neither of them wanted him at all mm -hmm. and i couldn't drop him and then after the all-star break i think you can drop your undroppables now oh okay so then sure. i dropped him because okay. like that makes sense like nobody even trades in the league anyways cuz yeah. like that's like hard to do. I'm not going to trade three pitchers for one third baseman. Right. But you yeah. could have like sweetened the pot. Like you take Jose Ramirez No, I off tried. My and I'll give you someone else. I tried else to get good. one of Kyle's uh uh relievers and mm -hmm. he wouldn't give one of them up. Like wow. one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. has like three or four good ones. Uh-huh. I tried to take one of them. Yeah. He wouldn't give them away. He's like, no, I'm going to hold on to him, even though well, he's already like 50 saves ahead of everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but his ERA will be worse. Anyways. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted <laughs> to also like give him another different pitcher. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, welcome to our baseball uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, what movie did we watch this this uh, week? This week Jared? we watched, uh, well, wait, first, before we get to the movie. Oh, right. So we watched Swiss Army Man, but we before did. we get to that, we got our first listener email. Woohoo! Wow. Good job. Yay! Party sounds. Party sounds. You'll put that in in post, right? Um. Yep. Just, yep. Yep. Okay. Definitely Great. putting that the in, in post. Like the horns and yeah. the whatever do, 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 those like Vuluvuelas or Vuluvuelas. You know those things that they brought to the World Cup Zuzu or whatever. Vuluvuelas. See, Some, now yeah. I can't remember how it's pronounced because yeah. you pronounced it wrong. Right. We're gonna bring those. Venezuelas, I think. Something like that, and then they got banned, yeah. right? Didn't they? <laughs> didn't. Well, it, uh, I don't know if they were fully banned, but like they only have those in South Africa, so they're just mm. like not having another World Cup in South Africa. Okay. Because that's like how World Cups work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but we got a listener email. All right. Wow. I'm going to read it. Go hey for guys. It. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is from Jake R., by the way. Yeah, my All right. buddy Jake. Uh, hey, guys, love the podcast. You guys have great banner, cover the topics well, and have a healthy dose of going off topic sometimes, too. Smiley face. So far, I've listened to nearly all the episodes, barring the There Will Be Blood episode. I finished the movie this afternoon so I can listen to the podcast app later today. I drink your milkshake. That's what people were referencing 10 years ago. I had no idea until today. Same for me, Jared, after watching that movie, I'm like, oh, that's what that is from. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, that doesn't make sense why people were saying it the way they were saying it. Like, it wasn't in a fun way. No. From the movie. No, it wasn't. In the movie. It was a very negative way. Yeah. All right, anyways, uh, continuing in the email. Anyways, I just wanted to say how great the podcast is and to keep it up. With that, I have a couple of suggestions. Feel free to use them or not. All right. 
So then we got a list of films here. Oh, nice. Uh, divided by genre, which coincidentally wow. is how I divide mine too. So that's kind of fun. All right, drama. Threads, 1984. Mm-hmm. Branded to Kill, uh, 1967. Have you watched either of those? No, but I've heard of them. Okay. I haven't heard of either of them. No. All right, anime. Ninja Scroll Animatrix Gans Zero. I have not heard of that. Any of them? No. Okay. I've heard of Animatrix. Oh, wait. Maybe I have heard of that Because that's the guy who did Redline directed Animatrix. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I want to watch Animatrix at some point. Uh, horror, Bone Tomahawk, and Roar. Uh, mm-hmm. Bone Tomahawk I've been wanting to watch. I forget. I think I, it was a director who I knew. Yeah, it's got, it's Bone Tomahawk. got Kurt Russell. I want to watch that movie, too. Yeah, that maybe that's what it was. It's got... It's got... <coughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so Bone Tomahawk's definitely on the list yeah. for me. Oh, maybe it was the director. Yeah, maybe it was just Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, drama comedy, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He he said he wants us to watch Roar. Yeah. Isn't that the one with, with all the lions? Or do you not uh, know? I'm know. pretty sure, based on... Based on what I've gathered from not knowing anything about anything, Roar is a movie where this guy had like 150 lions in his like estate in like the Hollywood Hills somewhere. Uh-huh. He's like, let's shoot a movie where people uh, interact with these lions, and basically, like 80 of the the crew members got like injured by the lions. And it was just a total, like, kind of disaster. 70 people, including the main stars, being injured and sustaining many life-threatening injuries right. during the I think filming like, from the animals used. I heard also that, like, one of the... <laughs> it has been considered the most dangerous film shoot in history. One of the actor actresses gets lifted up by an elephant, and yeah. I'm pretty sure her leg gets broken. Uh-oh. Like, it grabs her, like, uses its trunk to grab her by the leg and lift her up, lifts her up, and I'm pretty sure she, her leg gets broken. Don't quote uh, me on that, but yeah, uh, maybe in the future. If we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to watch it, but also I kind of don't. I feel like that's the type of movie that we should get people together to watch. Um, yeah. I feel like watching it on your own would be mostly just, just horrifying. Just like because you'll be realizing that they like killed three lions during the filming because they like, I mean, that's what you do with animals when you act with them. Yeah, not great. Yep. Um, well, thank you for the suggestions. Yeah. Jake? Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for the email. Well, we'll get to some of those movies at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely actually, want to watch Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of the movies I, I suggested next. Oh, yeah? All right. Cool. Just because I wanted, I wanted to watch it, so we'll see. Yeah, these are definitely all added to the, the big master list, which we definitely have one of those. Yeah. I have one that's in my head that I forget. Yeah. Well, you had one in a notebook. I did have one lost. in a notebook, which I lost because I, yeah. Because you lose stuff. Well, I took several notebooks from from my previous employer before I left. Mm. And then I uh, don't know which one it's in. And there's like five of them. And I haven't like just sat down to like look. In them. all of them? Because they all have like a little bit of stuff written in them, so okay. I'd have to like go through. It's not. not why don't a great you plan. just use one? I started doing that, but it's not okay. the. It's not the one with the list. Well, why did you? It took this for you to just use one notebook. Uh, more or less, yeah. Okay, that's like. I was like, this is a bad system. No, make no sense. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, would yeah. you like to talk about the Swiss Army Man? Uh, yeah, let's get into Swiss Army Man. Uh, Swiss Army Man is a 2016 indie film, uh, and it is about a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island, befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very accurate description of this. I would change dead film. body to farting corpse. Yeah, farting corpse of Daniel Radcliffe. The farting corpse of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah which is what like for whatever reason I feel like I talked about this before, but I was following Sundance in 2016 mm-hmm. for no reason other than like Movies. I was a pretentious douche. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard about this as mm-hmm. like it was like on maybe the Hollywood Reporter or something like right. farting Daniel Radcliffe's corpse movie. Yeah gets picked up by such and such and i'm like what What? yeah interesting then i watch (laughs) it and i'm like this is like that was underselling it by so much yeah it's a very very like surreal is a good word yeah it's perfect yeah because that's a very good word is exactly what it is it's very Uh, weird yeah so first impressions kiarvin um generally positive i think this movie is is like you take a concept like farting corpse, and then you make it really endearing somehow. Yeah. Um, eventually <clears throat> the corpse is no longer just farting and is like talking and like learning things that Paul Dano. I don't remember, remember what his character's name is. Paul Dano is the other main character alongside um, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. And um, they. Um, uh, Hank. Hank. Yeah. Whatever. It's not important. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Hank Thompson's because of Tom Hanks. Oh, it's oh, a riff oh, on uh, sure. oh, uh, uh, Castaway. Yep, Castaway. Okay, yeah, which I haven't seen. By uh-huh. the way, I also haven't seen that. I think I've okay. seen like the last. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely seen the last scene where, or one of the last scenes where he loses the volleyball, and so he goes. Oh Wilson, yeah, I think I've, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I've seen that too. Yeah, I think it was on like TV or something when I was at a sleepover, oh, and yeah. like we saw that like last like little bit, and then we weird. changed the channel because yeah. like we missed most of the movie. I don't get it. Well, it's not that we didn't get it; it's just like <laughs> this is bull. <laughs> this is weird and boring. But yeah. now, whenever, whenever I, I don't know, but I say Wilson, I'm sorry all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's a great line. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I saying about uh, Swiss Army Man? When he finds the corpse. No, I was I was saying that like, it's. It's very like fantastical and yeah. like dreamlike. Yes. And it's like their interaction is very endearing. It is. It's the, like the filmmakers said uh they want the first fart to make you laugh and the last fart to make you cry. And I think that was an actual actual accurate depiction of of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean it didn't full I mean it got me pretty close. No wait, I did cry the first time I watched it. I didn't cry this time. I was like taking notes and shit. I didn't cry because I have no emotions. Yeah, well, um, I mean, obviously. But it was I can like. I mean, it like got the, like the friendship developed in like such a yeah. wonderful way, and but also like genuine. Like yeah, yeah, it, definitely. It combines, yeah. and I mean, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Is also a very touching film, mm-hmm. but I feel like that combines sort of the dark, weird humor of that movie and uh, of Paddleton. Mm-hmm. And that it is a story about friendship and right. loneliness and depression and mm-hmm. uh, suicidal thoughts and wanting to run away from your family and all your commitments. Yeah. But then there's also a farting corpse in there. Who yeah. Legitimately farts. And that, at one like, point he gets his butthole stuck up by a cork from a a wine bottle because yeah, he's so farting too much. He's just farting too much. Yeah. He Was rides him. 
<laughs> That's one of the lines yeah. of the film. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, so it's about a guy who ran away and uh, well, I suppose sailed away on a boat and crashes on an island, mm-hmm. and it starts with him hanging himself and him like this singing to himself. Long, large, long rope. Yeah, it's like tied up to. Cause he's <laughs> that on, like, was a, the best part. He's of on it. like this desert island, and all it has is like this little like. It's, it's like thing. a it's like a cliff shelf sort of type deal. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. like all there is. And yep. then so he so but yeah, the rope is tied at the very top, right of the to a tree or something. Yeah, but like he must have climbed up the hill, tied right. that thing, and like thrown the rope down, and then climbed back down right. to go hang himself. Yeah, which also, by the way, not to get like super morbid, although this is a movie about a corpse, but like why people die when they hang is more from breaking their neck, which mm-hmm. is why you want people to drop. Yeah. Rather than suffocating, because it takes yeah. about five minutes for somebody to suffocate. Right. So yeah, just in case. <laughs> you don't care. I thought you had. A, I thought you had a, a point there, but no, nope. that's just a, a. That's just a scientific just a fact. science fact. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. yeah, so he he yeah he's trying to hang himself because he's like mm-hmm. been on this island, I assume, for a long time. So he's got a, a big, while. big old yeah. beard. Um, yep. And then he sees Daniel Radcliffe's corpse. And then, like, the best part of that, though, is, like, when he tries to go get it, he, tr- like, steps forward and chokes himself a little bit. Right, yeah. And then eventually he falls off, and he's like, oh, no, I found this, my savior, but I'm already killing myself, trying to get to him. Right, Just yeah. Like, the oh, rope boy. breaks, which yeah. him was lucky. Which is lucky, but it also means that, like, his suicide attempt was going to yeah. fail regardless <laughs> yeah. of whether or not Daniel Radcliffe showed up. Yeah. But it, like, he, yeah. I think he just wanted like company at that point cuz I think so yeah cuz he's like it's like please don't be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Radcliffe is just clearly dead. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's like yeah, really pale and so yeah. f- uh, another fun fact, Daniel Radcliffe is in every shot of the movie that uh Manny is in. He played him in pretty much everything. And even mm-hmm. when like so they built like a, a scarecrow version of him, mm-hmm. a dummy version. Mm-hmm. Uh dummy Manny. Uh, sure. And even like when that Manny had to do stunts, apparently Daniel Radcliffe would be the one to like throw him or kick him or like push him, uh, okay. which is like That's... very interesting. But also, I think like there, th- this reminds me the performance of Daniel Radcliffe. I think is great. And I think mm. uh, uh, Paul Dano a... is also great. I yeah, mean, everybody yeah, well, in this movie, well, those two are those great. Are like the and those are like the only 90, people who have ninety nine percent of the anything, movie is just those two. But them. yes, yeah. But, like, yeah, to your point of, like, it, that it's endearing, I think that's, like, all down to Paul Dano. And I right. don't know, like, what he's doing, but he's doing something that yeah. he's, like, just weird enough that it's, like, specific and weird that it's, like, oh, yeah, I know uh, somebody who this would, like, <laughs> who would do this. Or, like, I would right. go this crazy. Um, but yeah. he's also, like, actually wholesome enough that, you know, like, when he realizes that uh, Manny's in love, he's, like, okay. I'll help him out, actually, even though he's mm-hmm. just a, like a weird magical corpse. Yeah, it's it's strange because as the movie goes along, you kind of you learn more about Paul Dano's like life outside of this like escape attempt or yeah. this you know whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, uh, attempt to run away. Attempt, well, attempt to get back to society, right? At this point, like, uh, yeah, he's trying to so get back he, home. Right, the the movie is about him trying to get back home. Yeah. so like you learn more about him. And, like, how he has, like, this weird obsession with this girl, mm-hmm. this woman that he, like, saw on the bus. Yeah. Um, and, like, it, it takes kind of a darker turn. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, she's, like, married and has a kid. But he's still, like, taking, like, creeper shots and stuff of her. Uh, yeah. But, like, and so that could, 
I could see that turning people off because it almost turned me off. So yeah. I was like, this is creepy. Mm-hmm. But then he like doubles down on like Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe's like I'm talking about the very end of the movie, but like when he's like, I want Daniel Radcliffe, like he's my friend or whatever. Oh yeah. And then I was like, oh okay, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really. It's still super messed up. It's still super messed up, but it's but it's a little bit more fine. It's a little more fine. Yeah. yeah, it is like it's it's it it walks that line of. I mean, unfortunately, there are people like that who right, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've sort of been that person, just like looking at people. Just people I mean, watching not, not in a weird that way. Creepy, I don't think. I mean, you don't have a bunch of pictures of strangers on your phone. Well, no, no, I don't. Uh, but like, I mean, I, I feel like everybody has that sort of tendency of like, this person is interesting. I could watch them for forever. Sure. Um, and like with Manny, it it takes that th- sort of thought experiment to the like very farthest point. Uh, to like uncomfortability and then beyond to like the actual truth of that, which is mm-hmm. just that like Paul Dano's really really lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wants to be with somebody. He wants a friend. Yeah, he created a fantasy. Yeah, is it wrong that it was a real lady? Yes. Yes. But <laughs> people do that. Right. Yeah. And that happens. And it was it was mostly harmless. It only yeah. became harmful when the lady figured it out. Yeah, because <laughs> he did like he knew that it was wrong and right. he never tried to act on it. Right. In any like real way yeah um and like that's a part of what he learned i feel like at the end like i don't uh, maybe not completely but i think he learned that like he was in 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 an unstable place um yeah i think his priorities were all wrong i'm not gonna pretend that i understood like too much deeper meaning from this movie yeah i mean that i don't know that that was the deeper meaning sure i think the deeper meaning was more about like how to be a good friend and Mm -hmm. um that you can find uh, anything relatable, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. There's like lots it's of like, things I could say, but I feel yeah. like it'd all be like 98% bullshit. And so right. it's like, eh, yeah. just keep that to Because I feel like, <clears throat> not seeing Castaway, but I feel like the story of Castaway is that like people need people. Yeah, and I think Tom Hanks like starts off being very bitter about people, and then he's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm, 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 I'm lonely. I, yeah, I... Find people again because I'm rescued. I assume. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. And he builds a like, raft at one point <clears throat> and then loses the volleyball. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all I know about the movie. Uh, I assume he's rescued though. Otherwise, that's yeah. Otherwise, it's a, a ma- pretty major dark downer movie. movie. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And so it's like him rediscovering his love of people, and I think Paul Dano is more rediscovering. Uh. Loving himself, or at least tolerating himself. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I think there's also like, I think you, but then I think it's well, very self-reflective in yeah. a way where like Manny or yeah, Manny is like asking him all these questions about mm-hmm. like how life and society works. Yeah, and so he's answering, and I think his answers aren't wrong at all. Yeah, um, they're just like, I think they're just like veiled in this. You know, his own bias about how the world, how he views the world as sort of like, you know, through a, a pane of glass or like there's a separation between himself and yeah. other people. He's and very he's much like, an outsider. Right. And so I think, you know, maybe the, there's a little bit of him discovering that he doesn't have to go like, he doesn't, <laughs> as I talk about window, Jared goes and closes the window. But um, yeah, it's he can it become part of society in a meaningful way. 
and it doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be on the outskirts all the time yeah he doesn't have to feel alone and that's right. what like manny sort of teaches him yeah that like all of these um like there's that line from the trailer even where he's like like people hold in their farts or they do it alone oh, yeah. or whatever yeah and then manny's like that's so sad yeah, and it, I don't think that's specifically talking. I mean, it is talking about like farts and that. I mean, it's more talking about feeling, right? right. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a, exactly. It's one of those metaphors, right? That yes. they talk about. One of the metaphors. Yep. Yeah. One of the metaphors. Right, and that's really that's really sweet in a way. Uh huh. He's like, this farting corpse is telling Paul Dano to like, right. you don't have to be so closed off. And yeah. And unemotional or whatever. Yeah, that it's like I mean it it is that trope of um like the non non-human having the most humanity in a thing it's the, sure. it's the spock mm-hmm. um it's not a dilemma but i'm gonna call it the, that sure. the spock dilemma that like spock is actually the most human even though he's a vulcan right it's like he's, oh, he's actually not human wow he has yeah. the spiky ears yeah or that uh, frankenstein's monster reintroduces frankenstein to what humanity should be yeah and what being a father should be mm-hmm. um that like I feel like that's why I really resonated. What really resonated with me in this movie is that it was like weird, but so specific and detailed in the construction of the world mm-hmm. that everything was in service to like that. Paul Dan- Paul Dano's character is like an actually kind of a creative genius because he builds all of those sets and props and right. toys and stuff and and like all those like wires to dance yeah. with Daniel Radcliffe. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, like, makes all of that in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Right. Like, it's no which big I, deal. Which I just took as, like, being, like, utterly just fantastical and surreal. Yeah. But um, then when everybody sees it, like, that's the other yeah, part yeah, of, like, yeah. I think right. I was getting at that, like, it, it, there's some sort of message about you can connect with anything, but then mm-hmm. also Manny was real. Right. It seems like. Every, yeah, Manny was real because everyone sees him yeah. jet away. Which is, like, the opposite twist that usually happens. It's usually, like, oh, it was just a volleyball there was just in their head yeah yeah and that's in this but they still learned a case, lesson it's, it's not in their yeah head. it's it was real yep um, R- real the whole time mm-hmm. which also makes me wonder like how long was he out there because he built a lot of stuff he built a lot of stuff in this like montage yeah um, a regular montage yeah not the not the fabled flashback montage that i hate oh, yeah there that, were some of those though there were a little bit of those but it was it was done properly where it's like yeah they're showcasing something more interesting and like he's he like brought he didn't he like kind of bring daniel radcliffe into the flashback or like at least on the no you recreated that one yeah you recreated that one which i liked a lot Um, yeah that was a really great scene it was very well done yeah but uh what was i saying i don't know um i don't know i I did want to talk about in our one of in our discussion about a fish called wanda with our academy friends whatever the movie club people yeah um they talked about someone mentioned that Someone died of laughter in the theater at Fish Called oh, Wanda. Yeah, and uh, what I heard about this movie is that people walked out of it at Sundance. Yes, which I feel like should happen at every movie at Sundance because there are a bunch of weird. There's a bunch of movies. weird movies, and, but like I, for whatever reason, like I heard specifically about people walking out of Swiss Army Man. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of people sign up for Daniel Radcliffe, and they're like, Daniel Radcliffe's a farting corpse for 21 minutes, where he says his first word. That's true. Yeah. Okay. But maybe but then, not twenty minutes. I don't know. That might have been only twelve minutes. But yeah, I think it's like that whole like you know, everybody at I don't know what they eat at the festivals. I assume nothing. But like I everybody's mean, that, just this. like at to the umpteenth degree that like if a movie is scandalous, it's super scandalous. 
And Which if is the movie like so is gross, strange to me because like gross. when you go to Sundance, isn't that what you sign up for? You sign up for like indie I, movies. No, that I don't think a lot of those be... people actually sign up for that. Okay. I think a lot of those people are just like journalists and stuff, and like oh, they sure. watch too many movies and don't care about them anymore. <laughs> or <laughs> unless they like, like know the creators, in or some at least way. like they want a specific thing, and if yeah. the movie's not delivering that, they're like, yeah, right. Because after that, like, <clears throat> yeah, Swiss Army Man has a seven on IMDb. Yeah, and uh, man, only a sixty-four on Metacritic. I think it's better on Rotten Tomatoes, but it right. was well reviewed, well reviewed by most other people. Right. Um. And I think it is a genuinely good movie. Yeah. But I think it's like it's that it's specific weird of like right. you either like get it and laugh along with the stupid humor or you're like, right. this is stupid. Yeah. And then you don't stick it out. You're not committed for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But for me, I think it was like I would have loved to have seen this at a like, like not expecting theater? it in any way. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just like walking. Without be, like, knowing that it was Dan a lot of Radcliffe farting, and P- Paul corpse. Dano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are in it, and I'm, and I like be like, because I mean I'm I would never walk out of a movie anyways, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, oh wow, what an unexpected like even knowing that like that tagline to the descri- uh mm-hmm. to the movie, I still was not expecting this because it's not mm-hmm. really about that like that that's a facet of that the movie it's, is that yeah. Daniel Radcliffe plays a corpse, mm-hmm. but uh, that's like only the dressing of the salad. Like sure. that's a part of what the draw slash uh, trying to capture your. It's like a big part of is. the premise. Um, yeah, but it's in service to the premise uh-huh. as opposed to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which again is what I like that it's like so in in uh, regards to the building of this very specific world. I really really like the music of this, which is all. Uh, acapella vocal performances of yeah. using like samples of Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Some of it diegetic mm-hmm. of them humming. Like Paul Dano's beginning, mm-hmm. uh, he tries to sing himself to suicide. Yeah, he's like humming a song that like his mother used yeah, to, to comfort him. To comfort him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's singing that as he's gonna kill. As he's like trying to kill himself. Like tightening the noose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets. Uh, he gets. Uh, oh man, what's that song that he gets stuck in his head? Uh, Cotton Eyed Joe. Do you know that song? No. Okay. I'm it sure in, I remember. It was in DDR. Oh, okay. I'm sure I heard it in the movie and maybe recognized it, but. Uh... Where did you come from? Where did you get? Oh yeah. Where okay. Did you come yeah. From yeah. Cotton Eyed Joe. Yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he gets that song stuck in his head, and at one point he's like, "Oh man, it's always the worst songs." Yeah. Uh, which is funny, and then they like do a, a, a an acapella version of that. Right. Um, but yeah, so the music is from uh, a couple of guys behind Manchester Orchestra, which is an Atlanta band, which I didn't realize. Um, Andy Hull and Robert McDowell, and actually Andy Hull plays the, um, uh, the cameraman at the end. The news camera oh, okay. guy with mm-hmm. the big beard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they use like samples of Paul Dano and uh, mm-hmm. Dan Radcliffe. Right. Paul Dano and Dan Radcliffe. Paul Dano Radcliffe. Um, anyways. Uh, Did they get married in your... No. I just <laughs> okay. realized that their names connected. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, so they use that as this score, which I thought yeah. was like great and like what a weird and fun choice. Right. It it definitely adds to like the weirdness because like at first you're not you're not really sure what's happening because he's humming, right? But then uh-huh. the music changes yeah. into like, you know, actual 
Um, yeah, the, the music swells, right. but it's still just a vocal performance right, of right, the right. theme that he's been humming to himself. Right. Um, yeah, which is great. Like the 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 shot of him riding Daniel Radcliffe like a jet ski. Right. Which I want to just say that again. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano rides Daniel Radcliffe like a jet ski, using his farts as the air power. Uh, like it all swells into the like a bunch of voices like doing bra da da bra da da, right, which right, is right. just like it's a great track. Same yeah. as when uh they escape the river after they fall off of that pipe. Yep. So they're like climbing to safety and they fall off the pipe and fall into the river. And Paul Dano realizes that he has the solution right mm-hmm. in front of him, which mm-hmm. is a corpse that is powered by jet fuel. Mm-hmm. And he uncorks that cork, which and was again great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's the shot of where, where the cork just washes up on shore and you're like, oh, snap. I know mm-hmm. what's happening now. And he farts out of the water, but it's yeah. like triumphant. Right. It it's is. like uh, who? It's how very, can you get away with it's this? Very weird. Yeah. Um. But like because you like the characters at this point. Yeah. Like invested in in what's happening to them. Right. Um. You buy it. You buy it, and it's fine. Yeah. And you're like you're kind of laughing, and then and it's like yeah. this is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> uh, I yeah I really like this score. I've listened to it a couple of times. Yeah. The score is very good. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh yeah, so uh I want to talk about Paul Dano for a little bit. I sure. mentioned that he like for some reason is both weird but also sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know what it is. Do you ha- have any idea what why Paul Dano works in this? Um I th- I really think it's because of like how he explains how how he answers Manny's questions. Yeah. It's in this very like sad way mm-hmm. where it, it all seems very observational and not yeah. like lived where he's like people do this people do this like they do this and that and like this is how they deal with all these different issues and stuff like that and like daniel radcliffe is asking him all these questions like as a, like a child would yeah and he's explaining it in such a just a sad manner where yeah. very detached ver- like detached and it's like he's like he's recognized that this is how you need to, what you need to do to fit in into society but like he doesn't do that himself it's not that he doesn't do it himself but he like doesn't attach he doesn't integrate him, himself into like his own like societal world if that oh, makes okay, any yeah. sense that's what it seems like from the answers that he's giving where yeah. like it's like yeah you can't kiss a girl right away you have to like do all these things um to like you know integrate yourself into like her life yeah uh and it seems like he's like observed that but never been able to do it in practice yeah his lesson isn't like experiential like i did this and this happened right right it's more like you don't do this yeah this is what happens to somebody who right does such and such yeah and so that's why i feel like it's he that's why i feel like he's so endearing because like his answers are all so like just sad a little bit um yeah yeah and, like, that's, like, contrasted so heavily with, like, this fantastical world that he's building around Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he builds a statue of his dad. Yeah. Like, he's just using garbage that he finds in the woods. And, yeah. like, so much garbage. Yeah. Is there a commentary there? I don't know. <clears throat> Probably not. But uh, Yeah, well, I mean, uh, about the trash thing, right. that it's what people throw out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, exactly. uh, Daniel like, Radcliffe raising the point of, is, is Hank trash? Yeah. Because he's also been thrown out. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. He threw himself out, really. Yeah. Really. So. But he's still thrown out. Yeah. So I, I only wrote one note about this movie right. um, because if I watch a movie for the first time, I want to just kind of watch it. And then yeah. the idea is that I'll go back and rewatch it, but that almost never happens because ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, um, so what are we prepared? Yeah. <laughs> God, this is not Get a professional podcast. You know, I can't, I can't rent this movie twice. Yeah. Um, so my only note is I have a lot of questions about Wait, all the things you just said. It's on Netflix, you dingus. Is it on Netflix? Oh, my oh, God. Shit, I watched it on Amazon. <sighs> Disaster. <sighs> What you have are to you tell doing? me these things. I think I did tell you. you. Didn't tell me. Realistically, you told me, and I just forgot. Oh it's my fine, god! It's supporting the artist, maybe. Okay, but like, so is money. watching it on Netflix. It's but anyway, it's, it's fine. But my my only note yeah. is a line that uh-huh. Daniel Radcliffe says. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about all the things you just said. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt throughout the whole movie. Uh-huh. Not because it's like so confusing, but because it's so like fantastical and surreal yeah. and all these things. And you're just like kind of like watching. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like laughing along and like you're trying to like understand the logic of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't like. So after he jet skis Daniel Radcliffe to a new place. Yeah. He just starts dragging him around. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing that? That seems very heavy and difficult. Well, and then like. And it's like because he wants a friend. Yeah. But <laughs> like, also like Daniel Radcliffe's been useful. Yeah, he has been useful. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's the same reason why he uh <coughs> wears those uh cheese puffs like a necklace. Yeah. I think cuz he thinks they might be useful again. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was surprised yeah. that he didn't take more rope with him from uh yeah, the the hanging. Yeah, his noose. Yeah, his <laughs> the hanging attempt. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, but also like, w- how did he run away? Like, how did he crash? And well, yeah, like, I think I think why there's like, like those a, were all running through my brain. There's like uh, the be- very beginning is like trash floating through the ocean, and it's like got writing on it, right? And didn't it say like I went on a boat? Tri- like help, I went on a boat oh, trip yeah, and got his, caught in a uh, storm. Yeah, it's his uh, uh, letter in a bottle. Yeah, but it's just like written on like right. Yeah, but stuff. it's that yeah. it's that thing of like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think he just, you know, he, he got. Uh, oh, I can't even remember that. But also, much. like, I think he crashed pretty close to the, sh- to the, the mainland. Right. Because yeah. like he just jet skis a little. I mean, we little don't ways. see how far, but couldn't right. have been that far. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, the concept of time is very like. Yeah, they don't that's really, true. They don't really address it all that much. Yeah. Like he builds like that. He builds like a, a thousand statues and like all these complicated. I don't know. Pl- if okay, so he builds like a half dozen statues and like yeah. a, like this pulley system and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and a and a full uh, recreation of a of a of bus a, of a bus and a car. Like he builds yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know, he's productive. He is very productive. I mean, he has nothing um, else to do. That's true. He's not going to scroll his phone. That's right, because it's dying all the time. Yep. Yeah, because also like. Paul Dano as uh, socially incompetent as he appears, he's mm-hmm. like actually pretty survivalist incompetent. Like uh, yeah. that yeah. Uh, when when he falls after they get off the island, they go to a cave and they're sleeping in there, and he mm-hmm. sees that uh, raccoon mm-hmm. trying to eat Manny. Maybe he's yeah. just like well, crawling like over at him. Yeah, and he wakes up and he says, "Let me eat you!" And then he yeah. chases after it. I thought and then he kicks great... over his cup of water. Yeah. Yep. Dang it. Yeah, darn. And then he just then it turns out that Manny is a water bottle. Yeah, human, Wa- human canteen fountain, yep. which is very gross and yeah. funny. Very silly. Yeah, like when he yeah when he goes to drink it for the first time, he's like, oh, 
fuck right. yet. And he's like, oh, wait, actually, it's good water. And then later, he's just, like, using him like a hose. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, it's... Something about this movie just made me, like, at first, I'm like, what the f- what? What is that? No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. It's very. And then later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's fine. Like, y- this is a movie where you're just kind of like have to accept this and move on. The concept is Swiss Army Man. He's yeah. like a multi purpose tool guy, which they say yeah. in the trailer and yeah. in the movie. Yeah, great. And it's like, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, and he is. He is. Yeah, like, he gains he, different abilities. Yeah, well, they discover different abilities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his just, penis points them home. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason. What did you think about that? Um, it was it was fine. It was like weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't like when he picked up the uh, Sports Illustrated magazine. Mm-hmm. What did you think at that moment? Did you think anything of that? Not really. Like that that was gonna play into anything mm. at all. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, I was just like, oh, that's weird. And then, yeah. uh, but that's like what I was thinking throughout the whole movie is yeah. like, well, that's weird. What? Huh? Yeah, it's. Um. Can you remind me what happened to that magazine? Did uh, well, at one point he's using it like he puts it right. on like a like a like, like a, a carrot on a yeah, stick thing. And he just leads uh-huh. Manny leads uh, right. Paul Dano home. Right. But what happens with, to the actual magazine? Uh, because nothing. Like, I think it's just in the camp. Like nothing because important. Because I thought like because. At a certain point, like he he dresses up as a as a woman. Paul Dano dresses up as a woman. Yeah. To try to. Like, but at that point, they're just dicking around in the okay. woods. Like they're not okay, trying okay. to get home anymore. I guess I'm. I guess I missed that. Like it. Like it hits that classic sort of survivalist tale. Like, do mm-hmm. I even want to go home? Because I'm right. having so much fun here. Sure, sure, sure. Um. Yeah, and at that point, he's more in love with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character mm-hmm. than, uh, anybody in. The Sports Illustrated, which is like also right, what he right. got him aroused, anyways. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. The being in love, yep, as opposed to hot lady. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, what's under the bathing suit? I don't know. Boobs and butts and vaginas. What are those? Yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah, and also that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I touched on it, but. This is such a weird acting like exercise for somebody to play a corpse. Because I think Daniel Radcliffe is genuinely great in this movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, he said that he really enjoyed the filming of all of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he goes from like pretending like he's a corpse to then like being some sort of robotic type human right. that is not a full human, which mm-hmm. is like... I don't know that he shows a ton of emotion, but he does a lot of like uh, acting gymnastics of like keeping his face still and his eyes open for a really long time. Right. Yeah. And like looking vacant, or like he does. He has this thing where like one of his eyes is like, like a little bit closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I mean. Humans are. I mean, humans are lopsided, and sometimes people have lazy. A lot of people have lazy eyes like that. Yeah. Lazy eyelids. But like, yeah, he does that, and it's consistent and it's believable. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like, what I did you ever watch um, uh, the show Orphan Black? Yeah, we watched okay. some of it together. We did? Mm-hmm. You showed me, like, we watched, like, the first, like, three episodes together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember doing that. That's the, that's the one about the person who changes, who has, like, a bunch of different clones, clones of herself. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. We watched Weird. the first, like, three episodes together. I think there's a year there that I don't remember. Probably. 
because like we went to a bunch of movies that I don't remember. Yeah, we did go to a bunch of movies. Uh, I also don't remember because mostly they were bad. <laughs> were they though? I mean, I thought they were all fine. I mean, that's when we watched. Uh, um, we watched Wolverine Goes to Japan. I know. I didn't. Like I didn't that watch movie. that with you. What? No. You sure? Yeah. Who did I see that movie with? Must have been Gabe and Adam. What? Impossible. Okay, whatever. We watched The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, though, and I keep forgetting that you were there. Oh, yeah, I was there for that. Uh, and then we saw uh, Django Unchained. That movie actually is sort of like this movie in like the weird fantastical stuff. Yeah, like the... and I also like that movie a lot. Yeah, like I like this we- like slightly weird fantastical. Right. I think, I think like, I mean, the biggest difference between that movie and this one is that um, Daniel Radcliffe is real. Yeah, and all <laughs> of that is imagined. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they both sort of understand like you can't like live on the outskirts of society entirely. Right. You kind of yeah. have to. They just... both learn a lesson that like you got to interact. Right. Yeah. You, you got to be just friends be with alone. people, which is like people. Uh, people. Yeah. yeah. The other part of that is that's a message that resonates with me because I'm a real yeah. uh, shut in slash homebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a brown recluse. Ha mm-hmm. <laughs> ha puns. Um, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, in terms of like the the gymnastics that an orphan black Tatiana Maslany does, mm-hmm. and like she plays a bunch of clones, and I mean it's baffling right. to me that she didn't win all of the Emmys every time because it's like I legitimately forget that she's playing these same characters mm-hmm. who are interacting. Like I'll go to like I mean sometimes I'll like look up an actor and I'll be like, who do I know them from? Mm-hmm. And I caught myself doing that a couple of times watching Orphan Black. I'm like, who is this? Oh wait, oh shit, it's the same lady. Uh, the core uh, premise of the show. <laughs> yeah, but like I forget because I just like get fully engaged. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and Daniel Radcliffe does something similar in this, in which like the mechanics of his acting are, like he doesn't like uh, plumb the depths of emotion, and he doesn't like right. you know, he's all, shed a single he's tear as like vacant, vacant. All yeah, time. but it's like he was a believable corpse. Yeah, and that is also acting. Uh, yeah, that's cause true. Because he's yeah. pretending to do that thing, and he does it really well <laughs> and convincingly, right? I mean, that's what acting is. But yeah, I, like, yeah. I feel like right. Uh, same as your frustration of like watching movies and being like, "This is Oscar bait." Mm-hmm. Like, I sometimes uh, look at actors who are nominated for stuff and what yeah. movies they're in, and they're often you know dramas that are right. easily digestible, and yeah. they full show a full range of emotions in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well. <laughs> Not all movies are like that. Like that's yeah. my frustration with like sci-fi and stuff, or like that. I think Tom Cruise legitimately should have been nominated for Best Actor because he did all of that shit in Mission Impossible. He did all the best acting. Yeah, and like that's also acting too. Sure. Um, it's just a different like style, and it's maybe less popular or yeah. understood. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is great as this corpse because he's like that that child like. A question asking that he does feels so genuine. Yeah, like that. Like he has a full grasp of the language and stuff, which is you know different than what a child would be. But he still doesn't like it, when he says that. I I have questions about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what were they talking about. I forget too. I don't remember. Yeah, but whatever they were talking about, like that that was his reaction as opposed to like what is this and what is that. Because he just doesn't understand any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like right after he learns to talk. I think they're talking about the bus. Yeah. When he sees a girl on the bus or something like that. Oh, that's right. Because then he goes into this really long explanation and recreation of, of the yeah. bus sequence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah, he's talking right. about like if you're sitting on a bus and you want to go talk to a girl and something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Daniel Rad- Radcliffe is like, what's a bus? What is a road? What is a phone? What are all these things? Yeah, because he doesn't um, know anything. He's a yeah. corpse. Yeah, but like that is actually genuinely, and I mean that gets into the writing and direction too. Sure. But that's like genuinely childlike um, curiosity about everything, but also unbridled curiosity. Like he doesn't ever think to himself, should I ask this question? He just asks it. Yeah. Um, which have you great. seen anything else that the directors have done? Uh, no, they haven't done a ton. They've uh, done a lot of like TV stuff. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I think I've maybe seen some of that. Um, I forget. The directors are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneidert. 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 I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of the stuff that... Well, one of them's done a lot of... Uh, well, yeah, he did some Funnier Die Presents, so I might have seen some of those. Uh, but a lot of music videos. Oh, okay. Oh, and I'm Becoming a God in Central Florida. I've been seeing... Uh, Who did that? Trailers for that. Oh, okay. That's a new show on the Showtimes, which, by the way, I subscribe to Showtime, and I've been watching Billions and Black Monday, two financial shows. One based in the 80s and one based in present day. Hmm. And so I'm learning all the financials. All the financial stuff. Stuffs. We'll be able to become a, a, a tycoon soon. Yep. Any day now. Yup. Uh, and then one of them directed a, an episode of Legion, which yeah. that makes sense. Sure. Because that show's like this. Very weird. Mm. And I haven't seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> so it's not like I like watch things. I don't watch anything. I think you would like Legion, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyways, what were we talking about? I don't know. I was just asking about the directors and if you'd yeah. seen anything. But uh, I think the answer yeah, is so pretty much no. <clears throat> no, and they haven't really done much. Like, they haven't, neither of them have done, like, a yeah, full movie. Yeah, they both, they, bo- they, like, are credited as the writers of this, too. Yeah, uh, which is, like, that, I think that that is interesting, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, that it is so particular, which is, like, yeah. what, what indie films can do if they do it right, is be very particular and try not to conform to anything and just like go out and make your weird stuff mm-hmm. and hope that somebody will buy it eventually. Yeah, I feel like this movie would be really hard to sell as a script to a director. Yeah, which I because think they tried and failed to do. Did they? And then they were just like, we'll just do it ourselves? Yeah, fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, and that was probably a good choice because if you write a movie about a... a like. That's hard, very, to con- that's hard to that's hard to do an elevator pitch of Daniel yeah, Radcliffe yeah. plays a farting corpse right. or, or anyone that big yeah. yeah yeah I mean like I mean it's baffling to me that they convinced Daniel Radcliffe to do this I mean he needs I think at that point in his career he was he, just trying to do movies he was like he was trying to do something like non Potter non Potter like anything that's like that's like the opposite of Harry Potter right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty far away. It's pretty from... far away from that, and so like he needed, he needs to show that he has like acting chops in any any way possible, so that he doesn't get. Yeah, he still can get work. That's but also, like... he has the uh, opportunity to stretch himself because he has more money than God. Right, and like he, I think one of the first things he did after Harry Potter was like some stage play where he like yeah, ran around Equus. naked. Equus. Yeah, yeah, the famous horse n- nude play. Sure, I don't know Equus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got anything else to say? Oh yeah, I got tons more. To oh say. God. Oh yeah. God. What were we just talking about though? 
Oh yeah, convincing Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> to do sure, this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, same as like convincing a director to direct a movie about a farting corpse. It's like, how do you explain that other than like make some test footage or just like do it yourself? I mean, um, you just send them the sh- the script and you'd be like, yeah. look at all but these fun like, lines of dialogue that you'll get to have. I mean, I wonder how much of the script is like, and then there's a montage of him building all this stuff. and mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that you can write that into a script, but you can visualize that. And that this seems like this is a perfect example of why you make a film as opposed to a book. That yeah. so much of this is visual and auditory and right. audiovisual. Yeah. Um, that like... Another fun fact, a uh, bunch of the cast and crew contributed farts, and those are the actual fart recordings used in the film. Gross. So apparently everybody except for Daniel Radcliffe contributed a fart, including a big-name producer, which is like, how that's, fun is that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, So, but you can't really ex- explain that vision to somebody else if, you, yeah. if you're one of the people who creates it all. Right. You kind of just got to do If you write it. a script like this, you kind of have to do it yourself. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it has a very particular tone. Yeah. And also, Hollywood is scared. Like, yeah. big-time Hollywood. Yeah. Um, as evidenced by this whole uh, Spider-Man debacle. Oh, God. Um, but, uh, yeah, because uh, to finance a movie that, like, I mean, I don't think this movie made much money. No, I mean, but I, I'm I don't still think like, the budget was probably that high either. Yeah, though. and that's the other thing is, like, I think it's a pretty small budget, but it doesn't feel that. Like, there are movies that, like, feel cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like as good as it was, um, uh, the Clovich Killer felt a little bit cheap. Mm-hmm. And I think it was cheaper than this movie. Probably. But this did a good job of, like, stretching that to, because yeah. it, like, it I mean, buys into the fantastical more than it does mm-hmm. trying to be real. Yeah, I mean, um, like, they, they, they just, like, walked around in the woods. Yeah. It's pretty cheap to do that. Yep. And, like, built a bunch of little garbage stuff, which you can build out of garbage stuff. Right. And go to the dump, get some garbage. Yeah. Get someone who knows how to build stuff. Yeah. Have your characters it. be stranded so you don't have to make more than one costume. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that he didn't take, uh, that Paul Dano didn't take Daniel Radcliffe's shoes, though. Because at one point, he's, like, wearing one croc and one boot. Right. Yeah. Um, Although Daniel Radcliffe's shoes were like dress shoes, those aren't yeah. that great. I guess that, Crocs. I mean, there's they're shoes though. They're like true. actual shoes. Yeah, maybe he's just. I mean, there's being lots respectful. of stuff you could be like, "Why isn't he doing this?" But you know, yeah. it's, it's it's not about that. It's yeah, like, I, I know yeah. that, Kevin. <laughs> I know that you're usually the one who doesn't. Know I don't that. get it. Um, At all. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh. Oh yeah. Also, the sound design is really great. Yeah. Um, not I mean, just the farts, but also like right. the mon. Or I mean, not the montage, but the uh, the the slow motion as he rides him like a jet ski, off of the island. Which I just want to say that phrase again. Rides him like a jet ski. Um, <laughs> uh, as they escape that, like the music swells and mm-hmm. you know all the sound fades away, except for like birds, maybe something like or that, something yeah. like that. Um, and that was great because it was like. This is triumphant. Let's be triumphant. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of, a no, lot this, movie of is, this movie is very well made in every aspect. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And that like that direction was very purposeful as so much of it is. Like right. even when at the end where uh, after everything comes crashing down on his head, uh, Paul Dano, after he gets rescued by mm-hmm. uh, this lady. That, by the people. Yeah. The, and, the lady and, that he's and been And Daniel stalking. Radcliffe has been playing dead because he's been mean to him. Paul Dano has mm-hmm. been mean to him. Um, 
as they run back to the beach and like everybody sees all of this stuff, all the garbage. It's stuff. like, yeah, all the garbage is when we see it being built. It's usually kind of in one shots or sort of panning around it mm-hmm. um, in a very uh, idyllic way, I guess. I don't know how sure, else yeah. to say that. But then when we see it later, it's very matter of fact. Like there's a statue of his dad there and his dad <laughs> sees that statue. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> like it's less fantastical and more just like, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah, it, that's when like the whole thing turns kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Like he's basically... You think he's just making like generic statues, right. but no, it's actually like the people in his life, quote yep. unquote. Even though yeah. they're really not, they're yeah. Like, and we he's haven't on the had outskirts of their lives, yeah. And we haven't had like the actual human connection to realize, oh yeah, these are real people too, and he's doing right. something super messed up, right? Uh, but we have that realization. Mm-hmm. But then we also have uh, the same realization that like he's not being malicious; he's just being yeah. l- lonely. He's just lonely and a little misunderstood, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I then, think a lot misunderstood. Yeah. Because, again, like, he is very artistic. He puts all that shit together. And, <laughs> like, how is he not being an artist someplace, making sculptures or something? Because his dad told him no. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which, again, is, like, not part of the movie, but is another wrinkle, too. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's not about him, like, reconciling with his dad, although that does kind of happen. Yeah, that um, happens a little bit. It kind of leaves it open-ended, though, right? Like Yeah. Isn't the I think his dad like, like nods or smiles at him at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah, it kind of doesn't make that much sense. Yep. But uh, yeah, sure. Also, I like that the police just like follow him and are like, "What is well, happening?" Yeah, they want to make sure that this crazy guy is not gonna like do anything weird to this corpse. Yeah, and then he like puts it in the water, and then he Daniel Radcliffe jets away, yeah, farts away, yeah, F- farts himself into the sunset. Yep, yep. The last fart makes you cry. Maybe. Yeah, like I said, I didn't cry, but it was a very touching moment yeah. for sure. And yeah. like, and I didn't cry at that point. I cried at when uh, right before the bear comes and they have that big fight. Oh sure. Um, I forget what exactly they're talking about. Doesn't um, he tell him that uh he's not actually in love with uh the woman on the phone and yeah, it's actually. But I think Dano. they also get into that like he's a lonely weirdo, and like that whole bomb drops right yeah um yeah i don't know yeah i have a note here uh the popcorn song when uh they discover that daniel Radcliffe can make fire with his hand yeah yeah because he can like spark make yeah. a spark and then yeah but that that's my favorite song okay uh, uh yeah i didn't i didn't i haven't like listened to the soundtrack beyond okay watching the movies so yeah. like i know that there was a song playing yeah in that moment because like he, they make a bunch of popcorn yeah uh but i don't remember specifically like yeah uh what it is. yeah i don't know i, I don't have anything else to, yeah just just insert the song way. into the podcast okay. it's fine. i'm sure yeah. we won't get copyright <laughs> no copyrights. i mean if we play less Take than 30 that. seconds they can't copyright us ha free use them. law is that uh, how that works i mean kind of not really just play it in the reverse. Just play it back. Uh, or we can just say that we're talking about it for educational or Or people can purposes. just go look it up if you or want. We can to just listen. spoof Anyways, it. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but also at that point, after they fart out of the river and like they've mm-hmm. had a couple of fights at that point, mm-hmm. I for I wrote a note here. Forgot that this movie was about depression and suicide and hopelessness and friendship, uh, which it is. Um, yeah. And again, that's all like disguised very well, but also in that 
it's what metaphors do best, which is dressing up the truth in a more pleasant uh, set of uh, yeah, like a euphemistic trousers. way or whatever is euphemistical word. I don't yeah, know. it's like yeah, they it's the whole it's thing is euphemism. kind of euphemism. I mean, it sort of is like they're 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 trying to dress it down. The first scene is him trying to kill himself, and then you know it it. What are you doing? I'm looking up euphemism. Okay, well, I mean, the whole movie is about like depression. But yep. like it's it's presented in a in a way where like Paul Dano is just like explaining okay yeah like life and stuff like that and like why he's depressed mm-hmm. sort more or less yeah um so that's kind of how I thought of it I don't know yeah yeah but it works because yeah, it's it does, like yeah. it's it's it, it's experiential as opposed to uh like explanatory right um because we live through Paul Dano's stuff and we we feel for him yeah. I don't know. I just like I don't know how to say that I appreciate this and I want more of this mm-hmm. other than to say I appreciate this and I want more of this. That's fair. Yeah. Um yeah. Have you watched the show Man Seeking Woman? No, I haven't. I've okay. heard of it. This feels a lot like that. Okay. But that takes way? more the Walter Mitty route of like uh a bunch of like sketches play out and they're all fantastical and mm. um like uh, the lead guy is oh god. Uh oh, Kevin Vamp. About what? I don't know what you're. I don't know where you're going with this. So it's hard for me to to talk about <laughs> talk about anything other than the fact that I don't know where you were going with this. As you look up look up something on your computer. I'm trying to look up the name of this actor guy. Uh, in uh, man seeking man seeking woman. Oh yeah, Jay Baruchel. I don't know who that is. I don't know very much. Oops. Uh, okay, I, I do know who that is. He was in uh, he was in movies before. Yeah, he's like a weird Canadian skinny guy. Yeah, but he plays a similar type character of the Paul uh, Dano. Yeah, like okay. he has a lot of anxiety and stuff. Sure, but that takes place in like a, a fantastical realism world of like his worst fears are, um, like manifest themselves to him like. An, an ex-girlfriend of his dates an older guy mm-hmm. and he imagines that older guy as like a, an old decrepit guy who turns out to be actual Hitler. Oh, okay. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's like taking that phrase like he's like Hitler but making it real. Sure. Um, and experiential. And I like <laughs> that sort of like magical realism yeah, um, yeah, yeah. aspect of um, I mean it's what sci-fi does which yeah. is you know take a particular concept and blow it up into um Instead of it being a, just about racism, it's about species who want to annihilate each other because they're racists. Because one half is black and one half is white, but the yeah. other is the other half is white and the other half is black. Right. So do you like the right whites or the left whites? The right blacks or the left blacks? Sure. But it's like, guys. You're the one and the same. Yeah. Just go, like, go back to back and then you're the same. Just get along. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, get along. Just get along. That should but be the message for uh, <laughs> for that the public outreach of uh, to end racism. Sure. Just get along. Yeah. The more you know. Sure. You know that jingle? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, well, we're running out of steam here. Yeah, I I I exhausted everything I had to say like twenty minutes ago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I, I could see that. Um, it's, all, it's all good. You got to talk about stuff that you wanted to say. So yeah. Uh yeah, so that's all I got. 
again, I also like dark humor a lot. This is a lot of dark humor. Yeah. It's a lot of... And also, like, genuinely funny. Like, did you... How, how funny did you think this was? Fairly funny. Uh, I thought a lot of the... I mean, I, like, the... the f- the farts are mostly played for like laughs and ridiculousness, um, and I don't like laugh out loud during that stuff. I'm sure that got caught on camera or on the thing, by the way. Not no, 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 no. I muted it. Oh, okay, nice, smart. Um, yeah, so I don't really like, really laugh at that sort of stuff, but yeah. I thought a lot of the conversations that they were having were really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the physical comedy, like when the water starts spurting out of his mouth, uh-huh. like it's it's. It's funny, but I'm not like laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the the dialogue that got me. Yeah, um, just because like the absurdism is yes. like like in my head it's like funny, but I'm also like what the fuck. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's that type of movie, right? Uh, so like that like dichotomy like keeps me from like yeah. outwardly laughing. And but. also, it kept me engaged. Like the tone of this movie felt very specific and yeah, definitely interesting. It's um, it's not necessarily the type of movie I want to see more of, but I really liked how it felt like a movie where like people like made it, yeah, and like from start to finish, like everything that was happening was like someone's idea and vision, mm-hmm. like everything was very specific in in a way where it's like, yes, yeah, someone came up with this idea and they yeah. put it in the film specifically for this reason, like, yeah, they're and having... specifically for this film, right? Yeah, specifically for this film, definitely. Um, and like I really appreciated that, like. Yeah. The the whole the core concept and like, you know, everything that's like happening, like I'm I'm good with, yeah. but it's not something that like I love and I'm going to seek out like yeah. a ton more, but like I'm inter- I if they make another these guys make another movie together or separately, I'd be like, "Oh, I'll go see that because yeah. like I enjoyed this movie um for like the project that it was." Like yeah. I think that's what I appreciated most from this movie. Yeah. It- I agree that it it wasn't about necessarily the specifics but it was that it was specific right that again it's specificity for uh a reason that like Mm -hmm. that that that's my the difference between red line and um akira is that akira is purposeful and red line is like not and i guess i tend towards uh wanting the purposeful and the like deliberate Mm -hmm. and the thought out Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I was complaining to my girlfriend the other day that, like, I'm, like, really uh, kind of burnt out on, like, Disney as a whole. Oh, yeah. So, like, even, like, even they're, like, announced, like, the next, like, 55,000 Marvel movies. And I have, like... More, like, Marvel TV shows. And Marvel TV shows and, like, all these, like, Star Wars stuff and, like, they're remaking all the live action shit. And, like, yeah. Like, and, like... You're not excited for Lady and the Tramp, but no. with actual dogs? Oh god. Like like my my interest level ah. meter is like dipping like negative. Yeah. The more like, they announce stuff, the, the more less they happy stuff, you are. Like the less happy I am. Like it, it like in its like own on its own like oh, like Thor 4 like sounds interesting. Like they yeah. have, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy like has James Gunn again. Okay, yep. interesting. But yeah. like together like i'm like oh god yeah i can't that, handle this anymore not only did they release all of those marvel stuff at uh comic con yeah but then they also had this d23 thing and they're like we're releasing more stuff yeah just like, like if you look at your calendar based on what disney is releasing every week oh, slash right. month from you know october of this year right you're gonna and have so, something new that you're and so, they want so you to pay for right the thing that like just makes me really sad is that like 
Disney owns every profitable IP now. Pretty yeah, much. just about. Like they not, just don't own Spider-Man. But not the Spider-Man. And that's like it. And like I'm on Sony's side in the Spider-Man debate just because I don't want like Disney to be the only studio that can produce two hundred million dollar budget movies. Yeah. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago, you had like Universal and Warner Brothers and Sony I and mean, Disney. Sort of. and, I mean, you had all these like different studios that could like front like a a huge movie. Yeah. And more and more now it seems like, okay, it's just gonna be Disney. Yeah. And like because they keep buying everybody who's successful in that Because they keep buying everyone who's successful and like they have so much fucking money. Yeah. And like you know, at a end of, at the end of the day, like the only thing new and interesting is going to end up being like these like indie movies about farting corpses. Yeah, because like th- that like, are then also on Netflix or Amazon. Right, but even like, then, like also is Netflix going to survive? Is Netflix going to survive losing The Office? No, yeah, uh, like, probably. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're trying real hard by buying all the uh, Riverdale type shows. Sure, and they're gonna like produce their own like comedy with Steve Carell. Like maybe that'll be good. But yeah, maybe. Like it's I don't know. Take a long just... time to get eight seasons worth of yeah content. Nine right? actually. By the office, but like oh yeah, like the my concern is that there's like one executive or group of executives who knows yeah. in Di- at Disney who knows what makes money. Yeah. So they're just gonna keep greenlighting these same movies that have the same tone. And, like, they're not going to explore anything. So, like, literally the only Marvel movie, like, I can get excited for right now is the Doctor Strange one. Yeah. Because they said at Comic-Con that it's going to be a horror movie. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, I'm tired of it being, like, an action comedy. Yeah. And it, so was, the it catch... was fun when Guardians of the Galaxy did it. Yeah. And it was, like, fun again when Thor Ragnarok did it. It's like, I'm getting tired of action yeah. comedies. <laughs> so, but the, yeah, the catch-22 of that is... I think maybe if Marvel hadn't been so successful and hadn't been bought by Disney, they wouldn't have had the freedom to then hire somebody to make a $200 million movie Mm -hmm. that is going to be a straight horror adventure. Right. So, like, but the. With Doctor Strange. Right. The thing is, like, is it going to be, like, considered. This is, like, completely off topic. Whatever. It's fine. Is it, like,. Going to be considered risky by the executives, so they're going to give it like only fifty million dollars, and then we're going to feel that, and like they're going to try to do all these things with CGI, but it's not going to quite make it. Like, you know, there's I don't know. I doubt that. Yeah, uh, I can see that inclination, but I feel right. like the Disney model is more laissez-faire in that aspect. Okay. In terms of like what Marvel and Star Wars are doing, because mm-hmm. like yeah, they own them, but there hasn't been a change in the Marvel films since Disney bought them. No. They've produced all the way through several. I mean, movies like they've now. they've like tried to put in a little bit of like their own. They've tried to exert pressure, um, but it seems like Kevin Feige is just like, no, stop it. Yeah, go away. Yeah, and then they agree. But like you know, he'll be done eventually. Like, what's gonna happen if he like burns out? Or that's is, like, true. But I mean, like that happens with everything. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's never been this sustained of a franchise right. other than the Bond franchise, which also that. That doesn't even to compare like, in any way because that wasn't every like couple of years, anyways. Yeah, and that also wasn't well every like maybe ten years. Yeah, um, but also that wasn't successful to this level of like because it's again it's a catch twenty two of, uh, frankly that's these are the only movies that people are seeing in theaters. Yeah, and these are the only movies that I want to see in theaters. Like if I don't know the movie's going to be good or if I don't know that it's going to connect to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm not going to watch it. Sure. Um. Yeah, in but, a theater. If there was some other experience where I could pay like three dollars to watch a movie, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> as opposed theater. to like sixteen dollars plus parking, um, <coughs> then yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah, like I want to watch this stuff, but I just don't have the the access. Um, yeah, but that's why I. That's ultimately why I enjoyed Swiss Army Man a lot more yeah. than, um, than like you know a lot of what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, which like sometimes like I didn't think all the comedy was great. Yeah, but like some of it is really good, and yeah. like just the the fact that it feels like a vision by like two people that like wrote a script. Yeah, it's like this is wonderful. Yeah, it's very refreshing. What yeah. and also like in terms of the like Disney thing, like mm-hmm. that's not unique to Disney. That's any movie studio anywhere. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like the thing that really drove it home to me was whatever the year that was that all the Penguin movies came out. So March of the Penguins and Happy Feet. It's just like everybody was accept- obsessed with penguins that movie for no reason. Other than like everybody made penguin movies. And that's it. Are you are you uh trash talking George Miller's Happy Feet? What? George Miller's Didn't he direct that movie? Uh, I'm pretty sure right. the director of Mad Max Fear Road also directed Happy Feet. Alright. Let's look. I'm Holy Yeah, there you go. Shit. Don't trash talk Happy Feet. The director what? of Mad Max. No fucking way. Uh how did I not know this? I don't know. Kevin, how did I not know this? Uh I don't know how you didn't know this, but Oh boy. Yikes. Yeah. So get wrecked, Jared. <laughs> Trying to trash talk yeah, George Miller's Happy indeed. Feet. Also, Elijah Wood, Robin Williams, Brittany Murphy, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, and Hugo Weaving. Yeah. All-star huh? all star cast. What? Yeah. Don't trash talk Happy Feet. Jesus Christ. Or else George Miller will sick <laughs> Tom Hardy on you. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm done talking. All right. Yeah. We got, uh, we got do you you going to do a final uh, rating here? You want to do a final rating first? Sure. I um, mean, I can't. This uh, movie is a, a seven and a half. I I think it's very good. It's fun. Um, yeah, like I said, like some of the comedy stuff doesn't like really work for me because of that dichotomy of like, like yeah. I'm saying what the fuck is happening at the same time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that works for other people. Yeah. Um, but this is also is a very good movie. And uh, I would like I would like to see more movies that this these director duo or yeah. individually they do. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a nine point five for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, because this movie just really gets me. Yeah. But also, like, I did laugh at the farting at the beginning. Right. I mean, I laughed at the farting at the very beginning. Yeah. But then, like, it kept going, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah I get but it. But then it came back around now. It's that stand-up thing of. Hmm. You lose them and then you get them back again. It got me at the very end. Yeah. Um, the very end. I mean, it got me again. in the river. Okay. A lot. Yeah. Like seeing the cook, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a very good movie. You should go watch it if you haven't. Yeah. Or don't if you feel like you don't want to watch Daniel Radcliffe as a farting corpse. But also uh, believe that it's really not about that. No, it's not. But that's like a... Yeah. yeah. Also, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's f- like free. Well... I keep thinking of Netflix as free. <laughs> but it's not... Sort of free. Okay. This is very long. Thank you for listening, everyone. Jared, long. sign us out. 
Uh, yeah, this has been How About. You can follow us on the socials at How About Pod. Email us, howaboutpod at gmail.com. If you want to be the second emailer, nobody can be the first emailer anymore, but you can be uh, the second emailer. Uh, and you can uh, rate us on the Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars. We still have five stars. Eight ratings. No reviews, however. Um, but also, if you want to review us, just email us instead with your comments and critiques. Because iTunes reviews like don't matter. Uh, but ratings do. Not All right. A whole lot. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.